What's up, Miami? How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. It's a celebration where we go live once again. What's up, Miami? How are you? Today, we're going to go over the uh, final part of the uh, article regarding Miami being the most important city. What they really wanted to say was Miami being the best city in America, but, you know, we don't want to upset anybody. So the most important, right? Most important meaning for now, temporary. But we know the truth. And what's the truth, Miami? We're number one, no matter if they like it or not. America has made its vote through one journalist, (laughs) which is probably all subjective. What's up, everybody? What's up, Steph? What's up, Sam? Liz? Dimelo? Alexis? What's going on, guys? Welcome. All right, so uh, let's get down to it. What are some other things that uh, are coming forth from the city of Miami, now that it's won the most important city uh, title. Well, uh, I was thinking about this while I was showering, right? Because I was getting myself ready to look good for you all. Can you see how moisturized I look? This is done on purpose, okay? I'm glowing for a reason, uh, and it's to celebrate, okay? So one of the things that I'd like to celebrate when it comes to Miami being the most important, I'm sorry, the most important city, is that um, in Miami, you know how the wild, wild west... It was every man for themselves. If somebody had beef, they would walk into the saloon or even the, they even shoot up the whole town just because one they didn't like one guy. Right. Remember how uh, in the movies, the way they depicted the wild, wild west is like somebody or maybe the, his his whole squad would show up to town, uh, shoot the place up looking for the deputy or whatever. Miami can be the same way, but without it being so violent, it's almost as if. You've got to claim your territory. You've got to claim what it is you're good at. You've got to claim whatever it is you can in Miami. Now, do you have to shoot the place up? No. But let's face it. The Wild Wild West did bring forth a couple of things. Number one, uh, respect your fellow brother. Right? None of that Bible stuff when they would say stuff like, uh, oh, if you get disrespected, turn the other cheek. No, we shooting the place up. The Wild Wild West brought forth the Second Amendment where you can carry, I think. I'm no historian, but I'm assuming, you know, the Wild West and every man for themselves and that whole mentality brought forth some sort of freedom that we can all, you know, share and enjoy now. Now, Manny, are you up for guns? Is that what you're saying? No. But at the same time, you know, you got to defend yourself. I mean, it's a a delicate balance, but whatever. The podcast is not about that. The podcast is about Miami uh, being an outlaw city. Miami being a place where uh, you can enjoy certain freedoms apart from the pandemic. A pandemic is the pandemic and the freedom we have in this city is just a small little sample showing the world how, how we don't care. We don't care in this city to the point where during the pandemic, we still partied and it was more for us when we partied, we partied on our own. We didn't do it in a way that showed the whole world. Now we kind of, told everybody when they put a curfew on us. Remember when Miami had a curfew? That was awkward, right? You had uh, people in politics saying, oh, Miami, we're going to be having a curfew at uh, midnight. Everyone has to go home. The whole nation was like, wait a second, you guys were open? <laughs> you guys were celebrating freedom in 2020? How? That's right. Miami opened in September. Shh. 
Not a lot of people know this. But in September of 2020, Miami was already opening its doors. And then they implemented the curfew, right? I'm surprised the politicians didn't wink at the camera when they announced it. The politicians knew. We had speakeasies. We were serving up alcohol with no masks inside bars. And what did the cops do? They looked the other way. You could tip off the cops. And they let you party. They don't care. Um, And I was even a part of this. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Not that I threw a comedy show illegally, uh, quote-unquote. But I I did go to some speakeasies. And uh, this is how it worked out. I saw this in uh, Calle Ocho. And I'm not even going to get into the details of who and when or where. But I remember one time I was in Calle Ocho. And it was a salsa party. A salsa party in October of 2020. <laughs> People dancing salsa, right? And, uh, you know, even the virus was in there dancing salsa. You could just feel it in the air. You walk in, it's all hot and musty. People just swinging around, dancing, right? And then uh, the DJ turns all the lights on and goes, All right, guys, it's curfew. It's midnight. It's time to go home. And then like five, six people walked out and they were wearing their masks. You know, they were being safe or whatever. They walk out and then uh, the DJ was like, all right, now those losers are gone. Let's keep the party going. And then they bring the music back up. Lock the doors. Keep them out. (laughs) They were only playing by the rules for the people that wanted to feel some sort of security. Oh, it's the curfew. The virus is waking up. We better go. (laughs) What was the purpose of the curfew? And not just in Miami, anywhere. Why would you put a curfew during the pandemic? What is that going to do? Oh, the virus is out, guys. <laughs> the virus comes out at night. The virus comes out at night. Um, and so that's when I knew the kind of city that I was living in. When I single-handedly saw speakeasies and DJs and politicians all working together to share freedom. And so in Miami... This is the kind of freedom that we uh, celebrate. And that's why we're the most important city. We set an example. Of course, we didn't do it blatantly, right? We didn't tell the whole world that we were, uh, you know, wide open or that we don't care about the virus. You know, we just said, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to close because of this thing. So uh, we're going to keep the party going. Sorry. Sorry. And then we try to keep hush hush, you know. We try not to make headlines. Oh, the, uh, the hospitals are filling up. Shh. Shut up, man. Hospitals need to shut up right now. Don't bring out any statistics. Let it ride. And surely enough, we let it ride. <laughs> and then Miami is now setting an example where you get to choose what it is that you want to do during these kinds of crises. And so now... We're talking about crypto. We're talking about people moving here. We're talking about tech companies. We're talking about being the next Silicon Valley. It's just the floodgates have opened in this city in a way that the entire nation is now in on it. All right. And I am, by the way, you know, just to segue a promo here. I've got a comedy show tonight over at the Tipsy Flamingo. And let me tell you guys something. It's 50% locals and 50% tourists. And the tourists are here and having an absolute blast in the city. Okay, they love Miami. Uh, A lot of them want to move here, but, you know, finders keepers, guys. We have our own place, okay? You're not allowed. You can come. You can look around, right? Get a little snow globe. 
bring a snow globe back to Tennessee or wherever you're from. Well, why do you got a snow globe from Miami? It doesn't snow in Miami. Shh, shh, shh. It's got a cocaine problem, stupid. <laughs> oh, man. What's up, Alex? Alexa, Mr. Cruz, Aramoon, Ryan, Olguita, Mocha, Alejandro. Lots of Alexes on the chat today. There's like four Alexes on there. You know what, Miami? If there's one thing that we need to fix in this city as, an, as a community, how about naming our children something a little more uh, original names? Huh? Why can't we have a Sharon from Miami? <laughs> Why has it always got to be Alex and Alejandro and Sergio? Can we switch it up? <laughs> let's have a, uh, let's see, let's have a, let's have a Timothy from Miami. How about a Timothy? Timothy's pretty good. Alejandro says, to the moon with a thumbs up. That's right. Uh, Chase Abel, what's going on? All right. So, uh, guys, before I get into the next section of this podcast, I'd like to point out that, um, what you're seeing on Instagram, for those that are watching on Instagram, this is a very small version of it. If you guys want to see the full version of the Miami Comedy Podcast, you have to go to either the Facebook group or you got to go on YouTube or Twitch. Because in those places, I can share my screen and I can like uh, be a little more interactive there. I also have different cameras set up in the garage. So while I'm doing the podcast, you guys can see me in different angles. All right, because in this one, you can only see me and the background, right? But if you go on the other channels, it's a lot more dynamic. So right now, I'm looking at the, the article, and then the people can also look at the article with me that are watching on Facebook and YouTube. And Facebook, YouTube, I can, I can see your comments, too. Uh, Pedro says, where the, where the hoes at? Uh, Pedro, this is a clean podcast, please. Miami, I see it as a native. Sophie Lena. Uh, Romadin, what's up? Shout out to all the ladies following Miami Comedy. Oh, there's nothing better than uh, girls that, are, that have a good sense of humor, especially if it's my humor. You know, I'm into that. You're into my comedy? I'm into that. <laughs> I never knew. I never knew so many girls were into, uh, were into the comedy scene. Uh, hello to all of you. Fellas, too. Fellas, you know. We share humor as well, but, you know, I do it for the ladies, not going to lie. Back in 2009, I signed up to my first open mic thinking I was going to have all the ladies on me. Turns out uh, it didn't happen until 2018. <laughs> I had to wait nine years. Oh, now I'm funny. Now I get it. Now I know how to write. Okay. At least I was uh, patient enough for nine years. It worked out in the end, right? Shout out to all the Miami girls. Thank you for following the Miami Comedy Meme page. Appreciate it. And if you ever want to go out and see a show, you're always welcome. Speaking of a show, tonight, Tipsy Flamingo Cocktail Bar, one of our more popular shows, very loungy, very sexy too. Great cocktails, my all Miami theme. So if you're into vodka, tequila, rum, it's all there. All right. So let's continue with the article, shall we? Um, we're a young city. We're a teenager with a mustache. They're talking about me. Well, when I shave, I look like a teenager. Uh, what the mature version of Miami is, is on the table. Yes! You know what? This is absolutely right. And I'm glad I started it off again. Um, and this is a quote from Natalia Martinez Kalinina, co-founder of Miami Tech Happy Hour. You are absolutely right, Natalia. Shout out to you for putting it on such a great quote. 
we are a young city in the city of Miami, and I'll tell you why. And this is something I've always known and that I can agree with. Miami, when it was, you know, when it really blew up in the 80s when, you know, the Cocaine Cowboys and all those drug movies that we all love, when Miami's infrastructure was being brought up apart from being a retirement uh, place, uh, that was pretty much the real first generation of what Miami was slowly becoming. Uh, a group of people that were slowly turning it into the mecca of tropical corruption slash traffic and party, right? So now that the first generation is already, like, like being forgotten. I wouldn't say forgotten, but, like, you know, they're, they're history now, right? The first generation of Miami is slowly becoming, you know, in the past. What's the new generation like? You know, are we still going around? Drinking our coffee? Yes. Are we still partying? Yes. But apart from that, now that we have a foundation of cocaine, coffee, and nightlife, what can spring forth from that? And that's what's exciting about Miami, where the people, the young folks that are coming, well, not coming, but like have been brought up from Latino parents or anybody that lived in Miami in the previous generation, what are they going to do next? The table is wide open. And so that's exciting for either creatives, entrepreneurs, locals, people into real estate, people into tech companies, people into whatever. You could pretty much write the history of Miami right now. Because think about it. If in the 80s, we brought up the infrastructure of Miami with cocaine money and nightlife money and travel money, imagine the kind of things that you can build now in Miami that we have internet access. Right? Imagine the kinds of communities you can build and bring together, so on and so forth. All right, so there you go. Well said, Natalia Martinez, Kalinina. Earlier, the Cafecito Talk Room was used to rap sessions for six startup founders uh, who ran questions by two venture capitalists. At 8 a.m., they sat in a circle sipping those sweet Cafe Cubanos, sharing woes about real estate prices and public transportation. They are reassured that their employees would soon be zipped to work through a tunnel Elon Musk is building. Are we still talking about the tunnel that Elon Musk is? Look, guys, forget about the tunnel. No one is going to go there. And the only people that will go into that tunnel are drug traffickers. Right? You don't want to be up on top. If you're you're bringing in bricks into Miami, you don't want to be on the main roads. You're using the tunnel system. Why would you want to share the roads with those people? Give it all to them. You know, I'd rather be stuck in traffic than being in an underground tunnel with some shady people around me. Will there even be any sort of security? Huh? Will there be any sort of CCTV making sure that if I get into a fender bender and I stand out of my car and then I get mugged because I had on some fly Reeboks? (laughs) Huh? What's the next move, Miami? If we get an underground tunnel, are we safe in there? Can we see the sun? Or is it all just dark with a couple of lights on the side? I say nay to the underground tunnel that Elon Musk is building. No. Don't build that, man. Oh, can you imagine the kind of claustrophobia you're going to be feeling if there even is traffic in there? So now I'm stuck in a dark cave, and I hope to God that the water doesn't seep through the the wall. Oh, can you imagine that feeling if, like, water starts breaking into the tunnel, starts filling the place up? Where are you going to go? You're done. And then, what, I'm in the news now? Hell no. I say no to the tunnel. 
There you go. That's my take on it. Put Elon Musk on the phone. I'll tell him myself. Elon, I love you. I'm a big fan, but please don't build that tunnel. All right. Where five-seater Teslas will fling people into the city. Fling? Uh, There's also a program for flying cars in Miami. Everyone nods their heads at this solution. Of course, yes, flying cars. Now we're just making up stuff. (laughs) You guys ever seen the Jetsons? Yeah, that was Miami. (laughs) Now we're just making up stuff. I don't think we're... Miami is not ready for flying cars, bro. I mean, what do you guys think? Isaboro, Rose W, Marco Totote. Flying cars in Miami ain't no way, bro. Can you imagine road road rage or sky rage and flying cars? No way. Gary Gam and his business partner who started a temp service for dental hygienists worry that the local coding talent is weak and immigration rules prevent them from hiring the Eastern Europeans they want. Another founder tells them about a local guy who can buy them visas for $14,000 a pop. We love Miami. Everyone is like, we got a guy, Gam says. Then half joking, he adds to the guy who knows the visa whisperer. We should get a boat together. See, this is the kind of lifestyle that Miami is breeding, where people publicly talk about illegal things (laughs) and put it on the record. That's something I would do. You know, I would be like, yeah, I can give you a fake passport. $14,000. I got you. Uh, Mr. Garabito, is this you stating that you can give fake identification for a price? I was joking. Half joking. The deal's still on the table. (laughs) That's the Miami lifestyle right there, guys. Where you can say stuff like that and get away with it. Uh, The startup founders tell me I must go to Miami Tech Happy Hour. And every other week event that is happening at the outdoor bar in the Freehold Hotel in Miami. Oh, I heard about that place. Yeah, I should go check it out. When I arrive, I make my way to the co-founder, Chris Adamo, who serves as the, as the Mr. Rourke of the Miami tech world. He's wearing a Jams World Hawaiian shirt, his daily uniform for five years. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to I wouldn't say Hawaiian shirt. Not in Miami. You can't say Hawaiian shirt. It's a floral shirt. All right, it's a tropical shirt. We don't wear Hawaiian shirts here. Tropical shirts for for a nice sunny day. His day, uh, even to weddings, setting the tone for the anti New York utopia he's helping to build. Nearly one hundred people have turned up. <laughs> hey, uh, Miami is now officially called the anti New York utopia. <laughs> Yo, why does Miami and New York, why do we have so much beef, man? You know what I mean? Like, we have beef with New Yorkers for no reason. We talk smack about them. We say bad things about their city. New York probably isn't even talking about us, and we're still trash talking. Oh, yeah, those people in Brooklyn with their Tim boots on? (laughs) Adamo, who has lived in Miami since 2012, says the tech world has changed since since he first got here. Some of it was weird and interesting, and some of it was weird and illegal. Uh, weird and illegal? How about just illegal? And now we've hit the sweet spot, he explains. The Meetup's co-founder, Natalia martinez Kalanina, who also runs a book club and throws kite-surfing outings for newcomers, says these nights show her what the future of Miami might be. 
How do we become more of what people come here for? We're a young city. We're a teenager with a mustache. That mature version of Miami is. It's on the table, she says. Demian Bellumio, the co-founder of... Tele- These guys are just name-dropping now. Uh, yeah, Manny Garavito, comedian from Garage, says Miami is the future. Oh, man, he, he must be right. Uh, walks up to Adamo and shows me the Telegram channel. He started to organize biking, yoga, kayaking trips for about 1,000 local entrepreneurs. First of all, I thought Telegram was specifically for drug dealing. See, this guy right here says, uh, see, this is Miami. This is totally Miami right here. Uh, yeah, uh, I got a Telegram channel to organize biking, yoga, and kayaking trips for a 1,000 local entrepreneurs. You mean cocaine, marijuana, and Percocets for... <laughs> yeah, this is the hookup right here, guys. Uh, we're going to go bike riding. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Do send me the link to the telegraph, to the telegram, though. As he's showing me a chat chain, I see Mayor Suarez has chipped in. Mayor Suarez is on telegram. Red flag, guy. <laughs> I know what telegram is for. I know what it's for. Telegram is for anonymous messaging, guys. From my understanding, telegram is where you can't be on the record for something. If I'm wrong, let me know on the chat. Please, somebody, chime in, for Christ's sake. I see you all coming in. Leeksy, Fern, Katrine, Ogar, Bolivar Solace. Welcome. All right, let's keep going. What time is it? 6.30. I got to get going soon, guys. Tonight is a great comedy show in downtown Miami. Uh, Suarez two-term mayor father, nicknamed Mayor Loco, threatened Barry's friend, writer Carl Hiasen, with a libel suit and responded to one citizen critical letter by showing up to the retired 68-year-old's house at 10.30 to deliver his retort. Whoa. So the father of our mayor is doing this, just showing up at people's doorstep at 10.30? Miami. (laughs) Very Miami. Uh, Anti-immigrant anger burned itself out in the 1980s. In 2019, the Republicans controlling the Florida legislature admitted that they lost a decade by ignoring climate change and directed more than $200 million to fund solutions. Well, at least, look, that's a shout-out to Florida right there. The fact that Florida legislature has admitted, the Republicans controlling the Florida legislature has admitted uh, that ignoring climate change was a mistake. So at least we've got that. At least we got the Republicans that have a little bit of sense. Because let's face it, man. Some of these Republicans are going out there acting like wrestlers. If you smell what Mayor Suarez is cooking. (laughs) Uh, When you have to send out a notice about King Tide, you're pretty much past debating whether climate change is a real thing or not. Yeah, totally. When you see sunny day flooding with your own eyes and don't debate whether or not there's a sea level rise, says Miami Beach Mayor Dan, Gel- Dan Gelber from his office, which is in a much more impressive looking building than Suarez. Of course, it's Miami Beach, man. We gotta. Miami Beach is a whole different world. Locals don't even go to Miami Beach anymore. It's like it, it, Miami Beach almost feels like it's another city, but it has our name. You know what I mean? Like Miami Beach is more Miami than Miami Dade itself. <laughs> right? Like we try to. We don't want to be too Miami, so we separate ourselves from all the stuff that's happening in Miami Beach. It's like, look, Miami Beach is the real identity of Miami. We're trying to do something different with Miami. Miami Dade is, you know, we're trying to be Brickle. We're trying to be Hialeah. We're trying to be Coral Gables. But Miami Beach, that's the real Miami over there. Parties, drugs, women, you name it. It's all there. 
But the thing is, it's overrun by the tourists. So what happens is all these tourists are over there in Miami Beach and flexing, but they're flexing in the wrong ways. They think a slingshot is a flex. It's like, isn't a slingshot half a car? A Nissan or a Honda Civic with AC on a hot day is a bigger flex than a slingshot rental. There's no way. Just because it has a hookah in the middle with some lights doesn't mean it's a flex, bro. You're being hustled. But the people, you know, the people from Louisiana or Tennessee or wherever, they think, oh, I'm in the I'm in Ocean Drive <laughs> with this thing. All right, so Miami Beach. That's the real Miami right there. It's so Miami that we've separated ourselves from it. Right? We're Miami Dade. All three mayors believe that the groundwork Miami was building all these years, the improvement in local colleges, the law firms, the banks, allowed this moment to happen, which they all insist is a movement. I spent 10 years as a federal prosecutor, and we definitely attracted to the ne'er-do-wells and thinly capitalized, or worse, the entities that came here to exploit, says Gelber. But now there's real capital moving here, NFTs, crypto, and all that is pretty new industry. But I don't think it's a fake industry, he says. Crypto is the new cocaine. <laughs> oh, this is Billy Corbin. Yeah, Billy Corbin, one of the big representatives of Miami, is on the record as saying crypto is the new cocaine. I agree with that. Uh, hookah in the middle. Yes. Finally, somebody on the chat. What area of Miami do you live in? Why, Ogar? You could pull up at 1030 like Mayor Suarez's dad. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, The filmmaker and liberal activist who directed the 2006 documentary Cocaine Cowboys about the 70s and 80s drug trade in in Miami. The Miami coin is generating revenue through mining, and the city gets a portion of each sale because the mayor got involved in a pump and dump. Somehow, we found a new way to make cryptocurrency more shady. What's the problem? Money, Money is shady. First of all, shout out to Billy Corbin. All right? If we ever got in a debate, you would win by default. But still, when you say we found a new way to make cryptocurrency more shady, money is a shady thing, bro. Just look at money. Like, if you look at a dollar bill, it's got a pyramid. It's got an eyeball in it. It's got some hidden owls or something like that. It's got a, a falcon holding on to arrows. It's, it's, it's full of shady symbols. What's the difference with it being online? It's even shadier. Now it's got no symbols. Now it's just something we believe in. <laughs> Cryptocurrency is shady in nature. All right? Let Miami start their own coin. And like I said in my joke, if the coin ends up being a scam, at least you invest it into the city and what it's known for. We become better with every scam done here. <laughs> Miami gains strength. Right? Any Anywhere else, any sort of scamming, any sort of hustling, any sort of shady business practices hurts the economy. But in Miami, it only gives it strength. We get to the next level. We figure out ways to prevent the scamming and then come up with new ways. <laughs> hey, fraud isn't working anymore. The banks are catching up. I, can, I know. Let's start a coin. <laughs> Let's call it Miami coin. And we'll have the governors backed up on it. <laughs> we'll have the mayor, the governor, and someone in the Senate into it. Uh, somebody get Pitbull to invest. That'll do it. <laughs> Drake got Miami coin, y'all. 
Oh, man, if you got celebrities like that investing in Miami coin, believe me, I'm going in. As a matter of fact, I'm going in right now. I can't find a way to buy it, though. I tried buying Miami coin this morning. That's how I came up with today's joke. But the problem is that, like, if I if I Google how to buy Miami coin, some <laughs> some shady links come up where you got to put in your social security number. It's like, I don't know. You ain't getting me. <laughs> You ain't getting me, Miami. All right, here we go. We got to finish this up, guys. What time is it? 6.38. All right, five more minutes. Uh, one, con- one county, dude. That This is a third world government and a fourth, fourth world infrastructure at the risk of insulting uh, the fourth world. <laughs> Last June... The Champlain Towers South, a luxury beachside apartment just north of Miami Beach, collapsed, killing 98 people. It was considered luxury? Oof. Uh, He notes that the school board banned an elementary school book about culture for not being harsh enough about Cuba's government. It's not freedom here. It's economic freedom, Corbin believes Miami's importance will fade with the virus. A disposable city suddenly feels essential. It's a mistress. People lived in places that mattered, and they came into contact with the fragile nature of life and needed a moment. If Miami were to disappear off the map tomorrow, it would be of no consequence. No industry would disappear. It's not a movement, he says. Miami movement is what happens after I eat at Sergio's. Jesus Christ, Billy. And you're living in Miami saying these things? <laughs> Why? How can you? Well, I guess, you know, you got to have the good with the bad. You know, you have Mayor Suarez saying Miami's the best, and then you got Billy Corbin saying Miami is, ain't nothing. That's what Miami's good at, man. We always have somebody that will disagree with you, and, you know. But maybe he's got a point. I don't know. Billy Corbin's older. He runs. He ran one of the biggest documentaries ever made. He might know some stuff in history that I don't. But, but where I'm living in my time in, in life in Miami, I'm having a blast. This city is on the come up, in my opinion. Uh, don't come here and tell me how competent and excellent the government is. Three of the deadliest structural collapses in the last 10 years occurred in one county. Well, yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> you got me there. I meet Debbie Mucarsel Powell of the breakfast at Nordstrom E-Bar at the shops in Merrick Park, an outdoor mall in Coral Gables, an affluent section with Spanish architecture and an awful lot of fountains. A Democrat, Mucarsel Powell, who represented the southern part of the city in Congress, from 2018 to 2020 before losing a Republican now works for Gabby Gifford's gun control organization. She also believes in the Miami movement is all hype. We have really serious issues that make it hard to attract large businesses. She says, citing that the state is next to last in the U S income equality and 47th in healthcare access and affordability. Uh, okay. So you're talking about your, com- you can't compare Miami to Florida, bro. Who said this? Citing that the state is next to last in the U.S. in income equality and 47th in healthcare access and affordability. Florida is a completely different thing. Oh, Baby D on the chat says, is there anything going on tonight? Yes. Let me just segue this in before we close it off. Tonight's comedy show will be at the Tipsy Flamingo Cocktail Bar in downtown Miami. Which is on the come up too, in my opinion. All right, if you couldn't if you compare Miami and Florida, you're going to get such a huge contrast. No other area, no other city in Florida compares to Miami. It's almost as if Miami is is a different in a different state of its own. 
You know how Washington, D.C. is, like, not considered a state? It's considered just a, a, a neutral area on the American map. That's what Miami is. Miami is a neutral city <laughs> in the American map. All right? It just so happens to be in Florida, but we don't claim Florida, right? You know how many times I've stalled whenever I have to fill out my, at my billing address and it says city, state, and right, Miami, and then I, I pause. And then I slowly type Florida with resent. <laughs> we don't claim Florida here in Miami. What's up, Ubi? Muhype. Muhape. All right. It looks like we got to do another episode of, of Is Miami the Best? There's still more. Oh, no, wait. It's almost done. All right. I'll read these last couple of paragraphs, and then we'll end it here, guys. After a week in Miami, I board my flight back to Los Angeles, exhausted by freedom. <laughs> There you go. You got a little piece of it there. Worried I caught COVID and ready to nap. <laughs> COVID is only the passage, the, the rite of passage here in, in Miami. All right. We help you get it out of the way. And you probably won't even feel it. When you're out there clubbing and at bars spreading it to other people, you're part of the herd immunity. All right. By the way, this is a comedy show, guys. All right. Don't give me the Joe Rogan treatment. Hey, you know what? I can use the cancellation. Uh, Go ahead. Promote me. I'll probably go from five viewers to nine. Watch this. Natalia Rose, 19, had come on another week-long trip to Miami to work at a Bella's Cabaret because the money was so much better than she could make stripping in L.A. There you go. There you go. Imagine instead of being uh, Bella's Cabaret, imagine you actually being a stripper in places like Tootsie's. Gold Rush. All right, Scarlet's. Is the King of Diamonds still around? I haven't heard from it. Uh, She had avoided Miami at the beginning of the pandemic, even though friends are making good money there because clubs had no seating capacities and did not enforce mask mandates because we free. Then she says she caught coronavirus in L.A. while working at the ice cream store, uh, Cold Stone Creamery. It ain't worth it. For the past three months, she's been considering moving to Miami. Oh, another one. L.A.'s economy is just ass right now. Not to sound like an old head, she says. She figures she can pursue her music career from anywhere now that everything is produced online. All right, yeah. An ex-boyfriend. No, he's an ex-situationship. Very L.A. Very uh, That kind of behavior is very acceptable in Miami. And the dancer friend have already made the move. I would move. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't see it as a situationship. <laughs> I would move to Miami for more exposure to the crypto scene, Rose continues. Hell yeah. Not Forex because I know it's BS. I see a lot on Discord. You know what's the most upsetting thing about Forex? Uh, Whenever I get a girl, a fine girl sliding in my DMs. Hi. Hello. Hey there. And I go, yo, what up, man? You look nice. I'm selling Forex. Damn. (laughs) It's upsetting. I get home and go to sleep early. I'm an old head unable to process the new world that Miami is capable of. Yes. Like many of the changes in America over the past five years, I'm not sure I want to be a part of it or have the energy to do so. But if it turns out I do have to join the new Miami movement, I'm going to need some of its old cocaine. Welcome to Miami. There you go. And that is it. 
only people who hate freedom are concerned about getting the Rona. You might not be off by too much. I mean, it's a bold statement, Stephen Shuffles. But, you know, there's some truth to it. In a funny way. That's the great thing about humor. Anything goes when you use comedy as the way to communicate. We free. Comedy is like uh, the First Amendment on acid. All right, guys. That is it for the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Uh, This has been a very great three-part series. Reading the Fortune... uh, What's the... Let me give this article a shout-out. We have been reading the article titled How Miami Became the Most Important City of America on Financial Times. If you guys want to read the article, go to ft.com, look up Miami, and it was written by Joel Stein, February 3rd, 2022. This has been a three-part series. Reading the article, making fun of it, agreeing with it, disagreeing with it. This is what the podcast is about, where we talk about Miami stuff as a community. Now, if you guys want to come out to a comedy show, we are going to be tonight, downtown Miami, Tipsy Flamingo Cocktail Bar, where the First Amendment will be had. Will we be making jokes? We're going to be sharing drinks, and we're going to be socializing with the people, both locals and tourists visiting the city. If you guys want to come out to your show tomorrow, we're going to be over at the Red Bar with a brand new host. Shout out to Evan Wimberly. We're also going to have a late night comedy show at Thank You Miami Beer House in Little Havana. Shout out to Dean Roshti. Okay, so that's an 8 o'clock show at Red Bar, 9 o'clock show at Thank You Miami. Then Tuesday, we're at Dom's Brickle. I got a Thursday coming up, guys. Announcement hopefully coming real soon, I think. And then Friday, we're back at Thank You Miami. And then Sunday, again, Tipsy Flamingo. The Miami Comedy Podcast is in full swing. If you guys want to see the full version, not the, inter- not the, not the Instagram version, the full version, go to MiamiComedy.com slash group. Join the Facebook group so that you guys can see the multi-camera version as well as all the, the dynamic things I've got going on in the studio. MiamiComedy.com slash group. I'll see you guys on the next episode tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy it. Bye, y'all.